0: She's doing, but she is on to share her story, her insight as far as being a single parent, as far as dating as a single parent, and then um, she's now married. So I wanted to bring her on so she can just offer. some of the things that worked for her and some of the lessons that she's learned as she has progressed from single parenthood into being married. So, Onisha, welcome. Thank you so much Thank for you.
1: coming on. Thank you, Janine. Um, if you
0: can, I'm going to give you the floor to introduce yourself. So, okay. we want to hear a little bit about you, what you do.
1: Okay, well, first of all, happy birthday, because I, I know it was your birthday yesterday, oh. correct? <laughs> so, happy birthday. You. Um, And I just want to say thank you again for, you know, allowing me this time and having me on. It's always a joy and a privilege to share what I've been through, my journey, and my process. So thank you for having me on. And just to tell you a little bit about myself, my name is Onisha Goldsmith. I am a wife of 10 years. Me and my husband have been married for 10 years, known each other for 13 years. I have four beautiful children. Um, Daniel, Deja, Javen, and Navaj, and their ages are from 23, so 23, 27, and 9. So I have a broad range of children, but I have babysitters as well. Um, My son is actually serving overseas in the military, carrying on the family tradition of being a military, serving in the military. I'm a military brat, Um, and so... Being in the military just really runs through our family. Um, My 20-year-old is in um, college, and um, my 7- and 9-year-old are in 3rd and 4th grade. I am also an entrepreneur, so I have a business called The Style Firm by Imago Day, which is um, a design company, a cons- image consulting company where I um, actually design myself design and so um, women's clothing I also do makeup hair so I kind of offer the full service rundown from head to toe for women. Um, my husband and I also um, have started a school of ministry called Simba we just changed the name of our school so it's um, Simba Commission Ministry business. Um, and arts here right here in the upstate of Greenville, South Carolina. So uh, again, I'm a military black brat. I've moved everywhere, um, mostly living overseas. But right now I am settled in Greenville, South Carolina, and I love it. It's the place that I call home for right now. So that's just a little yes. bit about myself.
0: I love it. I love it. And, you know, I used to live in Greenville. Mm-hmm. I call it home. Yes. I've got two homes. I would say Columbia, South Carolina and Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta is growing on me still. But um, <laughs> I love how you say you're an ex-military brat because that's yes. um Where I was, and we talked earlier, Mm -hmm. my dad was in the Air Force, and that moving around everywhere, you can't beat it. Yes. You can't beat the culture. Yes. You can't beat the experience that you have, because I think that makes you a well-rounded person, you know? It definitely does, because it's
1: it's very diverse, you know? uh, Growing up, you know, diversity is huge when you're, you know, a military brat. And so, you know, we definitely learn a lot. We learn, you know, different cultures, we learn how to interact with different people. Um, And so it was just a major, major part of my life that really helped shape me, you know, into who I am today.
0: I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. And so you talked about your kids. Yes. That You you have a son that is in the military currently. Yes. A daughter in college. And Mm -hmm. then you have two little ones. So you have that space between. Yes. And um, you have the two little ones that are in school. Mm -hmm. But, you know, of course, when you shared a little bit of your story, me kind of following you, Mm -hmm. you were a single mom. And I want you to really, you know, talk about more of, Um, How you became a single mom Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because A lot of people have one ideal Or mindset of single moms Mm -hmm. How they come to be But there's so many different reasons That have been I call it a single parent spectrum That's what I call it Because it's not one size fits all But I want to hear a little bit of your story Mm -hmm. And um, your journey as far as being a single parent
1: So I, I love that You know What you just said you know, because there is a stigma around being a single mother. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and we all have different journeys. And I've experienced, you know, the onlash of um you know, the stigmatism of being a single mother from all perspectives. I mean, people just have their judgments, you know, concerning single moms. They think, you know, and I'm a very transparent person, so I'm gonna be transparent while we're talking, but You know, um, you know, I've been on the side where people have looked at me because when when I during my first um, marriage, so I'm divorced and remarried again now. But during my first marriage, I already had my son, who the one that's in the military now. And um, I was 18, you know, um, got pregnant, you know, during my senior year in high school Um, Had him, like, two months after I graduated, and so it was like people literally, you know, already judged me that I was promiscuous, (laughs) you know, um, that, you know, I was just out here just sleeping around, just you know, not caring about myself, which actually, you know, that was the opposite because any relationship that I had and, um, you know, not that it's an excuse, but any relationship that I had, I was always um, dedicated to that person. And so when I was in high school, you know, I was with my son's father for, you know, six years, you know, but I could still feel like we said, the stigmatism, the judgment, you know, the conversations, Um, concerning what they thought happened in my life. And so I always tell people that you have to be careful, you know, how we look at people, how we judge people if you don't know their story. And so, um, again, I had my son um, out of high school. Um, My parents actually uh, went to Africa on a mission trip um, after I had him. And so I was kind of stuck in Italy and so I can just remember that somebody bought me a plane ticket to come overseas. I ended up living with my grandmother um, then. And so I didn't really like nobody taught me um, that I could still go to school, that I could still go to college. Um, nobody told me that I could still, you know, get a job because being overseas and coming back to the U.S., being over there for so long was honestly a culture shock for me. I live—I've right. literally lived overseas like half of my life. I graduated over there. Um, and so when my parents kind of up and left and, you know, went to Africa, I was kind of stuck and nobody taught me those things. Nobody encouraged me, you know, that I could go on to get my degree and go to school. So long story short, um, I ended up, you know, um, meeting, uh, my ex, my, actually my, um, my daughter's husband, Um, And, you know, we met in church. My parents were pastors. Uh, He was there at the church already. um, They ended up taking over a church. And so that's kind of like how we met. And we were married for um, six years. And, you know, he was a, a great father. And that's one thing I don't want. One thing I never do. And one thing thing that I've learned, even just from watching other singles, my daughter's uh, father, I've never bashed him, no matter what went on, no matter whose fault it was, um, I've never, you know, bashed him in front of her. And he was a great father, and he still is a great father. Um, However, there were some things in the relationship that, you know, just didn't work out and, you know... I was, I was a praise and worship leader in my parents' church during the time of my divorce. And, um, you know, when everybody found out that we were getting a divorce, you know, I was told so many things, being judged again. I was told, you know, the grass isn't greener on the other side and, you know. Talk
0: about it. Yeah. Talk and, about
1: it. and so, mm-hmm. I, I like, somebody actually came up to my face and said, the grass is not greener on the other side. And I said, well, first of all, you don't, you're not in my marriage. <laughs> you know, you don't know my business. You have no idea, you know, what ha- has went on or what I've experienced. And so, you know, I told this person, I said, you know, uh, I'm not trying to look on the other side of the grass because I'm not cheating. I'm not looking to to uh, get out of the marriage. I'm not looking for someone You know, but things happen. Life happens, you know, within the marriage um, that caused a separation and caused us to um, go with the decision of divorce.
0: Divorce. Let me, I'm going to interject because Mm -hmm. I, I, when you talk about that, it Mm -hmm. brings back memories as far as when I decided, okay, this Mm -hmm. is not going to work. Yes. Because, again, in the marriage, there's reasons why Mm -hmm. I just wasn't being honored as a woman. Yes. And Mm -hmm. as a wife. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of go through a cycle uh, of the infidelity of all of the crazy stuff that was going on for me to realize for myself I deserved better. Yes. But I'll never forget, I had someone say, um, it would have been easier after the fact, it would have been easier if I would have stayed married. Wow. (laughs) You know, and it was a family member, and and it hurt me. Yes. Because, because, of course, the grass... Whatever the grass looks like, I was. Right. I was just trying to be healthy for my kids and for right. myself. Right. Yes. And I knew I couldn't do that in the marriage, and I knew right. what I was going to go into as far as being a single parent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the road less traveled. Let's say after you go through that divorce, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how you're sharing your story. How people can interject yeah. and make these assumptions yes. and um, <laughs> you know think that you um, would be better off. Yeah. And, and living in dysfunction. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about that as far as even generation, generation mindset. Yes, you know, till death do you part. Yes, it's a covenant. Yeah, but if there's a whole bunch of dysfunction going on, <laughs> why would you say if there's cheating? If there's yes. eating abuse, why yes, are you staying into that, you know, literally yes. it's going to be till death do you part. Death sooner than later. You know what I mean? Exa- so, exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, and yeah. even with you saying, you know, talking about, you know you know, death and being in an abusive relationship, you know, you know, even if it's not, you know, physical, it's psychological, and right. you can literally be a, a walking dead woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in a marriage to where, I mean, you feel like you're, you're dead, you know, you're just, right. you're just here, you're just being, you know, and that is definitely not a way to live.
0: But, and you have to recognize that for yourself. Too. Yes, you do. You know? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, on the other side of it, it was so much dysfunction, I thought it was normal.
1: Mm, wow.
0: You know what I mean? Yes. I thought that this wow. was normal marriage. Mm-hmm. And when I got on the other side of it, it was like, mm, no. Mm, you know, no. realizing, going through a healing process, yeah. realizing, well, mm that's not that's not the way that God intended that's right marriage to be no it's not so um let me ask you because you because how long were you married um the first time around
1: so I was married um for six years I was married for six okay. years um I w- got divorced in 2008
0: okay mm-hmm. okay so what were the next steps did you feel like you needed to heal um at the end of that marriage, was there a process that you went through?
1: Um, yes. Um, first of all, you know, with kids involved, because, of course, you know, I, I had, you know, my son from, you know, high school. And then we had a child together, which is my 20-year-old daughter now, who was just beautiful. And I wouldn't regret it just for that reason. You know, I absolutely love my daughter. Mm-hmm. But um, it was definitely a process of healing that I had to go through, not just for me, but for my children. Because, you know, they were they were pretty young. They were, I want to say, maybe like six and eight when the process began to unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. um, it was hard for them. You know, I had to sit down and tell them what was going on because at six and eight... Kids are not dumb. <laughs> you know, you can try to hide something from right. them, but I mean, they're they're so smart, they're intelligent, they're intuitive, and they know what's going on. Um, and so I actually had to sit down and say, you know, hey guys, you know, mommy and daddy just didn't, you know, work out and have to explain that whole, you know, situation. And there were, you know, tears, they cried, they asked, you know, questions of why and, you know, they wanted us to be together. And, you know, it was just the whole, you know, nine yards with the questions. And, you know, so I, so I definitely had to heal. I had to heal even from my previous relationship from my son's father. Um, Because even, and I'm going to share this being transparent with you, even while I was married, I was kind of like still wondering why. Because You know, I I did love him, you know, so much, especially, you know, being young. I mean, you just in love over heels, you know, and we dated for six years. But while I was married, I always wondered, okay, why didn't he want me? Why didn't this work out? And I was that wife that and and that woman that constantly tried to change myself, change my hair, fix myself up, change this, change, change careers, whatever I needed to do to try to make somebody love me. You know, and so I was still going through that in my marriage of why this other person, you know, didn't love me or did, didn't want me, didn't want to marry me. So I was even going through that, you know, in my healing process. And I can remember right. um, talking to my son's father and him. Well, let me just stop there. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But anyways, he told me something. I'll just say that he told me something that broke, you know, the need to... um the need to be validated, the need to have an answer as to why. And so I definitely went Uh through um, a healing process because I knew I wasn't thinking about marriage after my divorce, but, you know, I was still young. (laughs) Like, I was still in my 20s, so I knew, of course, like, of course I wanted to be married again to the right person this time. Um, But I knew next time that it definitely had to be different around because I was not going to go through this again
0: right right mm-hmm. and even you being at the age of 20 going through a divorce like that's growing up super fast right super fast then, yeah yeah <laughs> and you having to you know there's a certain level of maturity that you had to step into because mm-hmm. um, if when I think about my 20s <laughs> and I met my ex-husband in my 20s I, was, I still didn't know who I was yeah you know? yes even in you my said it. 40s yeah, in my forties, I feel like now I'm confident in who I am. Yeah. Um, and there's something about that, you know, and moving into the next decade, mm-hmm. understanding who you are and what you want. But yes. when you go through something like that at a young age, mm-hmm. um, really having to step into that maturity of okay, yes. I know I need to figure out who I am mhm and heal from the performance, heal from
1: mm-hmm. changing
0: myself in order to be loved. You know, um, and I, I, I'm right there with you, Mm -hmm. like tracking right there with you because that's how I was. And even looking at women Mm -hmm. that, um, he was attracted to and comparing myself, Yes, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, it was a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know we're not here to talk about, you know, the, the, after the divorce, the specifics as far as what we do, but Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's necessary for us to talk about that because Mm -hmm. people don't talk about these things, you know? Like, especially if there was infidelity. You exactly. You know, really looking at myself like, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. What's, oh, That's this so woman true. that he, you know, she's more attractive than I am. And yes. And I put you in such a low place. Yes, I will. was um, at my parents' house this past week and, mm-hmm. you know, going through pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture. hmm And it was me and my ex. And I could tell. I looked in my eyes in that picture. Wow. And I could tell. I was just.
1: Wow! So
0: I didn't know what to do. You mm. know what I mean? Yes. I didn't know what to do because I was experiencing a lot of the um, emotional. Yeah. It was emotional abuse.
1: You yes, know? yes, yes. And and I went through but, that too. you yeah. know Emotional abuse. Um, you know, as well. And for some reason, it's almost like people don't count it. <laughs> right. As a form of abuse, right. you know. Right. But, right. I mean it. It. You know, it's it's deep. It is a deep wound, you know, emotional abuse. And it's real. It is real. And I love what you uh-huh. said about, you know, not knowing. I, I married him at 21. And so, like I said, we was married for like six years. So. I was like roughly 25, 26 when I, when I was divorced. And, you know, it's just like you said, I did not know who I was (laughs) at all in my twenties. You know, you think, you know, you think you're grown when you get married, but it's actually the total opposite. And, um, even in my thirties, I didn't know who I was. And, you know, it's exactly what you say. Even now I'm 42, like you know i can literally say like 4 or 5 years ago i just came into my purpose i you know realized who got called yeah. and created me to be
0: yeah and look i feel the same i feel the same <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um it's the ongoing progression
1: mhm
0: um we never get to that place of perfection in christ yeah it's going to be ongoing, you know? Yes. We're always going to be growing. We're always going to be learning more about ourselves because I think just the way that God's created us, mm-hmm. there's so many different facets. There's so oh many my different gosh, aspects yes. of who we are. Yes. That, there's no... Um, <laughs> There's no set time that we can come to the end of our the full understanding of who we are. You no, know what I mean? not at all. Because we, we're not going to ever fully understand who God is. Right? right? Is He
1: so vast? You
0: know, his thoughts are bigger than ours. <laughs> yes, right. Right. Yes. And so for Him to create us, mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing that we need to consider. Um, and even take the pressure off of ourselves as single parents. Yes, right? exactly. As single parents going through that transition period mm-hmm. of ending the relationship, whether it was divorce, whether yep. it was just a relationship that ended, mm-hmm. even if you um, your spouse passed away. Yes. For us to just take the pressure off of ourselves mm-hmm. and, and kind of go within ourselves and get to know ourselves yes. and allow that process of healing before we put ourselves out there.
1: Exactly. Because what I
0: find, a lot of people... Um, they want to jump into relationship, you yes. know, that yep. whole lonely factor. Mm-hmm. So That's w- it. you speak on that. I want you to speak on that.
1: So yeah. you hit the nail on the head, you know, when you talk about being lonely, I mean, you know, in a sense it's, you know, this spirit that we have to tackle, you know, this the spirit of loneliness mm-hmm. and, I mean, it can just it can make you or break you if you don't know how to handle it. If you're, you know, if in, I don't know how I do it without the Lord uh-huh. <laughs> because, you know, I needed something bigger than myself to be able to tackle the spirit of loneliness. Um, you know, and then you find your, when when you go through loneliness and you're not, you know, you don't know who you are, you're going through an identity crisis. You don't know what your purpose uh-huh. is. You will resort to loneliness and you will find yourself you know, in, in places, not just a place, but you will find yourself, you know, in places that you don't want to be and you do not know to handle, especially when you're dealing with an identity crisis. And so I, before I met my husband right out of, um, you know, being, and I'll say this first. So I, I, we, we were separated, you know, you have to separate for a year before you can get divorced. And so, you know, we were separated, not living in in the same home or whatever, Um, And then I actually um, met my husband. We got divorced 2008. I met my husband like literally like three weeks before my divorce. But even before I met him, you know, I found myself in places that I was like, how in the world did I get here? I found myself like in places like with guys who would sit outside of my house with a gun (laughs) like Mm -hmm. so you know not knowing who I was and being lonely you know I was still like searching even though I didn't want to be with anybody like that was not my desire that was not my mentality coming out of divorce was not to just hurry up and be in a relationship I was trying to find myself you know and you know again I had you know these two children with me. And so I really had to be careful, you know, how I approached, you know, dating, how I approached the process of coming out of, you know, marriage. But I did, I found myself like being with guys and, you know, just seeing red flags, like the Holy spirit is sitting on my shoulder, like, what are you even doing like <laughs> right, right. with this guy, you know? This is not what I've called you to. I've called you to healing, you know, and wholeness yeah. right now, you know, during this time. And so I honestly I honestly believe that I well I don't believe I know that my husband was a godsend because when I say that he was sent quickly, I mean three weeks and not divorced yet, but three weeks until my divorce, I met my husband. And I believe that if it wasn't for him coming into my life and recognizing purpose, because he was different from all the other guys that I, I don't even want to say dated, because I never really dated anybody until I met my husband. But I was Uh going out, you know, like testing the waters because I had no idea how to date, who to date. You know, when you're married for six years and then previously I was with somebody for six years, you know. I had no idea what I was doing.
0: What are the rules of dating, right? I agree. Yeah. Because, <laughs> what, I was married eight years. Yeah. And um, and then, you know, I didn't know how to, how to, um, I didn't know what it meant to be valued as a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I, when I put myself out there to date, like, mm-hmm. I hadn't. To recognize, okay, well, this is how I'm supposed to be treated. You yeah. know, it's it's relearning and it's that mm-hmm. whole self confidence, identity. Mm-hmm. But you know, I had a gentleman, and we were just friends, mm-hmm. just friends. It wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. But um, he, he, we dated. Yeah. We dated mm-hmm. as friends, mm-hmm. and I was grateful because, and I shared this um in an earlier um.
1: Mm-hmm
0: episode we dated but he really showed me how I deserve to be treated as a woman mm. and I was grateful for that you yes. know you know we had great conversations he opened the door for me he paid for meals yeah you know, he just honored me as a woman and I was yes. like okay this is what it's like
1: right you know
0: but I still wasn't ready and I really right. recognized that I still wasn't ready mm-hmm. but I love how you talk about loneliness and you know even us as believers you know that it's it's a feeling, feelings come and go, it can be a spirit, it can be overwhelming, Yeah. and if you don't hold on to, um, and, you know, to God, Mm -hmm. you know, you could find yourself (laughs) in a whole bunch of mess, right, Mm -hmm. trying to go out there to find someone just to, um, help you get over the feelings of being lonely, Yeah. and, you know, I find that with some people, you know, single parents, you know, they... Mm -hmm have a have a girlfriend, you know, this year, next year they have a different one or a boyfriend. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? saying. And, and just and just oh my god not valuing themselves enough and not even valuing the sanctity of their home and their children and the stability that you've had to recreate. Right, yeah. as a single parent. Yeah. And you're introducing your children to all of these people. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, don't do that, you know. Yeah. Even though you feel lonely, you're just gonna have to cry through it, you're gonna have to praise through it. Yeah, whatever it is, you know, in order yeah. to just get where you need to be. Mm-hmm. To not entertain all these people, you know, every every season. It's a different person.
1: Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Um, and you know, even with you saying that, you know, as far as me Um, you know, going out with different people, you know, I never um, introduced them to my kids. But I will tell you this, I just had, I just had this thing where, you know, in order to kind of rule out um, or to see where a guy really was, Mm -hmm. I would always invite them to church. (laughs) And oh, oh my gosh like these guys would just be like they would just run and I'm like okay well that ain't it you know cuz uh-huh, my thing is uh-huh. if if you can't be in the presence of God then you cannot be in my presence you know if I the presence that. of God runs you off then I'm gonna run you off you know because you know I I had you know my my faults and you know I did things you know that I wasn't supposed to do you know and that type of thing but I I always you know tried as best as I could to keep God you know in the forefront of my life and so before I would even introduce my kids to a man I would be like well you got to come to church first you know right. and you know again you know it was my parents church so I knew I trusted my parents enough to know that if they saw them if they saw you know who I was interested in you know they would tell me the truth mm-hmm. Um, even though I had discernment and red flags and all that type of thing, but I honored them enough to know that if they saw this person, you know, I valued their opinion. And so that's kind of like how I handled the situation, but no, um, nobody was really, no other man was really introduced to my kids except for my husband, even when I was, um, you know, dating other people or seeing other people. uh mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So let me circle back as far mm-hmm. as you and the process of healing. Mm-hmm. Was there anything specifically that you did to kind of get to a place where you were um, self-assured um, and you knew who you were and you kind of knew? Because um, I know that you talked about you met your husband, your yes. now husband, <laughs> yeah. um, right at the end of your marriage. I but did. Did you, feel, did you have a sense of confidence in who you were? And what you wanted in a mate. Did you go through that process? How did that look like for you?
1: I I did. um, And it did. Like, it happened so quick when I met my husband. Because, like I said, I wasn't looking mm-hmm. at all. Um, And I think, like, even during the, the year of, you know, you have to go through the separation, you know, first before the divorce. I think, like, my healing process mm-hmm. began then. You know, um... Growing up, I did feel like I, I need someone to completely complete me. I need someone to tell me I'm beautiful. I need someone, you know, that can buy me things and take care of me and that type of thing. And so during this healing process, God was teaching me that, you know, I'm going to teach you how to, te- how to take care of you and how to take care of your children. You know, you don't need, you know, a man to to do that and so i got my own house he was teaching me that you know he was teaching me how to handle my finances he was teaching me that i can cut my own grass i didn't need a man to come cut my own grass or to take out my trash um he was teaching me you know my my identity in him you know as you know as a woman he was teaching me that i didn't have to you know lay down and give myself away you know, in order to, you know, feel validated or in order to, you know, to feel love or to take away the loneliness. So, um, those are the types of things during my process right. that the Lord was teaching me um, about myself. And, you know, even when I got married, even when I got married, and even now, I mean, I'm still, you know, God is still weeding some things out of me from mm-hmm. being single you know, and interacting with, you know, different, you know, guys and things that I might've picked up and transferring the spirits and that, those types of things, you know, God is still healing me in the process, but I can, I can, you know, definitely say that, you know, I'm definitely confident in who I am. Um, I'm bolder because of it. I'm wiser because of it. And, um, so that was, that was pretty much, um, my process during that time before I got married, and you know what the Lord was teaching me—that you know you don't have to have this person. Let me teach you how to do this, because the thing is, I always right. say if something happened to my husband, I need to be able to stand on my own two feet, you know. Right. And so, you know, that's what the Lord was teaching me then during my process. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not finding somebody to complete you. You've that's right. Be a whole person mm-hmm. by yourself. yourself. <laughs> yes. Right. Before yes before you can you know because it's two holes that combine together Yeah. you know that's how i see it yes i um, agree but i love that and i think um i don't know what other states do but i know south carolina for sure i had to wait that whole year yeah um being separated before going through the process of divorce yeah but you know it's it's removing the layers it's removing the residue of the past experiences yeah. of um all of that all of what you've dealt with mm-hmm. and Even the connection of that person, the separating, Mm -hmm. you know, the soul separating um, of that person being in your life. Yeah. And then making sure that your kids are good. You know, the biggest Mm -hmm. thing for me was I need to make sure that there's stability in my home, Mm -hmm. you know, for my children, because this is nothing I've never wanted for my life. Exactly. Like my life was um, a Disney movie. Wow. You know young right yeah, didn't yeah. know any better but right? I measured my success mm-hmm. on my marriage I mm-hmm. measured my success yes. on the fact that I had two kids a husband a dog and a white picket fence right <laughs> and and I'm telling you you know I never had all of it at once but I've had all of it at some point so right right I got went through the process of divorce yeah then I got the dog then I got the white picket fence you know with the two kids but yes yeah. it's, it's really understanding um that it's not what society, the, the standard that society places on marriage, mm-hmm. not the standard um, that God places, mm-hmm. you know, and the honor that goes with marriage because God ordained marriage and created. Yeah. But the standard that society places, we have to get out of that mindset, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's skewed. It is. Um, especially <laughs> for us that goes that go through divorce, especially, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. understanding we can... We can manage a home, you know. It might not be the order that God has ordained for us, but we can manage that home. And then, for me, wanting to get back to even saying that I desire to be married, Mm. like that was hard for me to say. Yes, yeah. After my divorce, yeah, and it was hard for people to even realize. You know, people (laughs) were surprised when I began to say that. Oh, uh oh, you want you want to be married? Like I was exempt from being from marriage because. Right. I went through a divorce. You yes. Know, Come on now. I never on took now. on divorce as an identity. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you that's check good. the box, married, single, divorced, it Yeah. Was single for me. Right. You know, I went through a divorce. I am not divorced. That's good. Um,
1: I love that. And
0: that's a lot of the things that I had to process through as mm-hmm. far as the healing for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's it hasn't been five years. It's been longer than that. I don't even. Oh, keep wow. That. But the process of healing, so much so, and your story is different because Mm -hmm. you met your husband, Mm -hmm. you know, the one that God had for you. Yeah. Um, And there's such grace there. And we're going to get into that because I love even the grace of your husband covering you even while you still had to continue to heal. Yes. But we're going to get there. But, um, But me even saying, you know what, God, I don't want to any person to come to me Mm -hmm. um as far as dating as far as being interested Mm -hmm. unless it's the the god god that you have for me Mm -hmm. you know me being bold enough to say that yeah and you know i've dated a guy and i feel like god was like okay i'm just gonna test you to see (laughs) and uh, and show you hey you're not ready yet i was like okay lord yeah the lesson yeah um but being bold enough to say that but for you um I feel like when you share your story and the fact that you met your husband your mm-hmm. now husband mm-hmm. you know right at the end of you moving out <laughs> of um, a relationship
1: yeah, that
0: even as you're married mm-hmm. you have the covering of your husband and there's still a grace there yes, to allow you to process still process through mm-hmm. a path of healing you yes. know
1: what I mean yes it, it's absolutely phenomenal and you know, as I was thinking on, you know, just relationships in general, um, you know, I had put a, shared a post on Facebook and I was talking about how, you know, as single women, you know, we have these, this, this dream, you know, this dream guy, you know, the the dream wedding and the man of our dreams. And we have this list, you know, tall, dark, handsome, you know, I want him to You know, his finances to line up with mine or be greater than mine or I want him to have a home, you know, all these types of things on our list, you know. But what about purpose? And so God was speaking to me that, you know, you can have, you know, have the desire of the man of your dreams. But a lot of times our dreams and our visions for um, a man, you know, doesn't line up with the purpose man that God has for us. And so as I was going through this journey, the Lord was began to speak to me, you know, about purpose. And I was like, you know, like, God, like, what is, like, what does that mean? You know, a man that's purpose for me. And so when I met my husband, like, that word purpose just kind of popped up again in my head. Like, okay, this guy, you know, has purpose. He has ambitions. He has goals. Uh, he, know, he knows what he wants in life. He has plans. And I never met a man like that. I never met a man that talked about goals and visions and, Uh you know, purpose and that type of thing. And so while I, you know, in my head still had this, this dream man, you know, what everything that I wanted him to do for me, you know, Uh God was like, what about purpose? And so when I met my husband, that's, you know, the attraction that I had with him was like, "Oh my God, like this guy knows what he wants, you know he he has yeah. visions written down, like, what in the world is like? <laughs> I never experienced that before, and um and so yeah,
0: I love that mm-hmm. I love that well, how did that process go? so let's talk about you mm-hmm. dating your now husband okay. as a single parent because mm-hmm. I know you talked about you know. Okay, my kids are not going to meet these people, these yeah. certain guys that I wasn't really dating. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that process go for you? Did you did you feel like you had to be careful?
1: It it was different with him. So let me let me tell you all how we met. So I was a liturgical dancer um, in the church in my mm-hmm. parents' church, um, and I was I was a minister, and um, he was a minister as well. And so we I, I worked as a secretary as well in my parents' church. And so his mother, who his uh, parents are pastors as well, actually called the church and wanted my mother to, to speak. And so I was the secretary, of course, so I answered the phone. Um, and so I had actually, like, met her before I met my husband. And so long story short, I actually met him at a women's conference. I was dancing, and he w- did mine, my ministry. And so that's kind of how we met. So uh, – he saw me. I saw him. We was we were in the back of the church getting ready to minister or whatever. And so we introduced ourselves to each other. And I got on the floor and did push-ups in front of him. Uh, so he was starstruck. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's over I here He's over here laughing. But he was starstruck <laughs> <laughs> that I could do push-ups. But anyways, afterwards... That's
0: that military back then, That's now, that right? military.
1: Yes, sis. Uh-huh. And so... Um, <laughs> So we actually sat down when when I saw him we 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 shook hands at the end of the service and we said that we both felt something like I, this is my first time meeting him like uh-huh. and we, when we shook hands and we began to talk like it was almost like in our spirits new it was so crazy I've never experienced before you know how the old people say um I, I don't remember the phrase, but like it's like when you know you know or whatever. It was it was almost it. like that, and so we sat down and I said, and this is the first day we met. I said, I have two kids. Like it just it just came out. I didn't know right. if I was gonna date this guy or who he was, but I just told him I was like I have two right. kids, and so that night we exchanged numbers. That night we talked on the phone for like four hours. And so we were just, like, talking on the phone at first, you know, for extended periods of time. And then um, we finally went out. But from the jump, I told him, I have two kids. I have two baby daddies. And just to be transparent with you, I also had an abortion. Um, and this was right after my, my first son with with his father. Um, just to be transparent and so like I told him upfront like what I what was going on I'm divorced I just got divorced like I'm not even divorced yet and I'm you know three weeks um and so he like he didn't flinch and I was and I'm like did you hear what I said I said I have two kids and you know i'm I'm divorced and he didn't flinch he You know, he was like, you know, well, you know, that doesn't bother me. And the fact that he didn't flinch when I said it, the fact that it didn't bother him was just amazing. Because most guys, you know, run (laughs) at the thought of that. And um, from there, um, you know, we just kept going out, kept talking on the phone. And then finally, you know, I did introduce him you know, to my children, and my husband is such a kid at heart anyways, like, it wasn't hard for them to, to bond at all, because my, I mean, he's, he's silly, he runs around with them, like, he's just a big kid himself, and so, like, even that, like, the coming together, you know, of him, you know, and we're not married, we're just dating, and how he interacted with, with my kids was absolutely phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was like, it was yeah. it was meant to be. And, you know, he even shared with me that he had a dream about two little kids, light-skinned kids. My, my kids are light-skinned. Two oh, light-skinned wow. kids the Lord showed him in a dream. And one day we were um, at my grandma's house, and he was like, you know what? He said, your kids are the kids that the Lord showed me in my dream.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I love that. I love it, too. It was it was so much confirmation. It was so much that solidified our relationship versus the other guys that I had, you know, gone out on dates with. It was so different than, than the usual. There were no red flags. Yeah, there were no red flags. He wasn't talking to anybody on the side. He wasn't going in the bathroom, you know, on his phone. Um, you know... He, you know, went to church. He was a minister himself, and so everything just really was just lined up, like you know, all the others did not.
0: I just think that's amazing because it, it's it to me is you didn't force anything. It you was not forced. Took your hands <laughs> completely off. I did. No, you know, and I think sometimes when, when we try to, yeah, orchestrate these, um, relationships mm-hmm. ourselves and try yeah. to fit it yeah. into the ideal mate, you yeah. know, or okay, <laughs> because this, he checks off all of these boxes mm-hmm. that this is who it is, but it was so natural. Yeah. Not only it being so natural, it was, um, you, when you knew, you knew, you know, there's yeah. that connection there that you've never felt before. Yeah. And I think with that being said, even as, we have single parents listening mm-hmm. that desire, not only just navigating a dating, yeah. but desiring marriage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, these are some of the things that you need to look out for, or yes. pay attention to. Yeah. You know, you don't need to force it. It will naturally happen. Yes. You'll have this confirmation. <laughs> when you know, you know, like, there's not going to be any question. Yeah. And everything's going to align, especially when we have kids, right? Yes. Because The kids are a part of our life, and that person that you're bringing into your life, they have to love your kids just like they're going to love you. That's been my prayer. I'm tell you no (laughs) lie. You know, whoever he is, let him love my kids as much as as if it were his own. That really is my prayer. I pray that. Yeah. You know, and um, and I'm I'm very big on yes. Write down the ideal. Mm -hmm. You know. Write a vision. You know, all about vision, all about purpose. What's mm-hmm. the vision for your marriage as a single person? Yeah. You know, um, what do you? What does that marriage look like? What does your husband look like? But mm-hmm. then get outside of the superficial. Right. Um, exactly. But get into like you're talking about the purpose. You know. Yeah. And I think um, even thinking, you know, for me, it's it's always going to be love. Lead with love. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Leading with God. Yes, and we can build together. As mm-hmm. long as you've got purpose and vision, that's it. Like it don't matter where you're at right now, <laughs> but if you want to build, we can build together. You know what I mean? That's and I right. Think that comes with maturity. You know? Yes, and that's I, the I big said word. That in my twenties, <laughs> yeah. Did you have said that in your twenties? You know? No.
1: Yeah, that's the big word, maturity. I mean, right? I was just, I, I was, I was maturing. You know, when we met, you know, I was in my thirties. We got married when I was thirty one. Uh and my husband, he actually worked in security at the hospital and he was we we, we have this, this joke, he was a blue shirt. So he was just like you know, like your basic security officer. And I can remember like his his uh coworkers like, Man, how'd you get her? you know, and, you know, and he used to always ask me, like, you know, like, why are you with me? Like, I'm a security officer. But the thing is, is that I saw greater. I didn't just see his right. occupation. And a lot of times, like, when we're single women and we have these this dream idea of, where we want him to work, how much money we want him to have, a lot of times that can get in the way of what God is trying to get to us. And God was trying to give me his best. And when I saw him, I didn't see a blue shirt. I didn't see him work, working in, as a basic security officer. I saw him where he is now. And he's on his way to becoming a director you know, of, or a vice president. Right, And now he's working in HR. And so I saw that. The Lord showed me His future, the Lord showed me our future. The Lord showed me the purpose that he had for both of our lives. And so we have to get past a lot of times the outward, you know, thing that's going on with, you know, um, somebody and, you know, look at purpose. We've got to look at, you know, the future. And so, um, I mean, that just it, it secured everything for me. It secured everything for me. And, you know, he he also, when we were dating, he covered me in prayer, which never happened with anybody else that I, you know, went out with. He covered me in prayer. I covered him in prayer. Um, And so it was just little things like that, little details like that that said, okay, this is is the man. Like, and my husband, I'm going to be honest with you, he wasn't like this crazy romantic because that can get in the way. You know, that can get in the way sometimes, but I'd rather have somebody who can pray, you know, for me and, you know, impart healing to me versus someone who can buy me, you know, the world, you know, and still lose your soul. Right. So that was very important right. to me. That matters. Mm-hmm. It definitely matters. That matters. hmm mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Gosh, um... Let me ask you, was, was there any reservations? Because, I mean, and it doesn't sound like you had any, but mm-hmm. being that you had these two young children, because a lot of people, and even for myself, it's almost as if I need to have the stability. So I look for stability in a person mm-hmm. because I need to make sure that you have us. You know, yeah. I've got us. But yeah. um, do you have us? Mm-hmm. So, um, So I wanted to asked was there anything that you felt like you had reservations about as you were going into this dating into this relationship with your husband
1: um I think I definitely had some some reservations um you know I was scared because the thing is is that I hate to say it but getting to know even when you're married you're still getting to know your spouse we're 10 years married and we're still getting to know each other. And so my fear was that, you know, do I, do I really know this person? If I, if I get in, if I get in here and I get married, is the same thing going to happen that happened, you know, in my first marriage? Is he going to change on me? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just a flood of emotions, you know, just came up. Like, you know, I don't want to have to go through this again. Is he going to, you know, is is he going to hurt me, you know, Physically, psychologically, you right, know, that type of thing. Right. Even though I, I knew within myself that he wasn't that type of person, you know, I still thought, like, well, what if he changes on me? You know, or, mm-hmm. you know, what we don't talk about is also, like, I had a daughter and a son. Right. Can I trust him when with I'm gone? Right. Can I trust him with my kids? You know, there there's so much that can go on when you're talking about, Um, blended families that people sweep under the rug, especially let's just be honest, in black homes, in the black community. And so Uh all of those things came up. Those were some of my reservations. You know, my daughter, you know, she was you know, seven. And Uh so like when she develops, you know, it's just all kind of crazy stuff that just comes in your head. But you do have to take those things into consideration because a lot of times we don't. And so I was asking the Lord, God, show me him. Show me his heart concerning, you know, my children. Show me that I can trust him when I need to leave the house. And, um, yeah, so those right. were some of, definitely some of my reservations.
0: And even you asking God to show you, because sometimes it's not necessarily the person that you're dating. They can say everything yep. and present themselves, the That's representative it. of themselves themselves. <laughs> To be this loving, great guy or mm-hmm. woman, you know, if there's a single father out there, mm-hmm. but um, but having that level of discernment and really yep. keen <laughs> sense of hearing what God is saying yes. and showing you, mm-hmm. and even having conversations with your children Mm -hmm. you know um in the dating process and even when it becomes something serious yeah um letting them weigh in and now my children are older right so they're in Mm -hmm. high school one is in high school one is is in middle school Mm -hmm. but me even asking them now and them weighing in Mm -hmm. on um their thoughts of this person you know like the guy that i was dating that you know that was just I don't want to call it a test run, but it was, you know, somebody that I dated that I was considering, but it was like, mm-hmm. no, he didn't have the things that I knew God wanted um,
1: mm-hmm. for you that mean. I was looking for. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? And so even talking to my kids about mm-hmm. that and my daughter, who I think is prophetic, but she mm. won't admit to that. She was like, Mom, <laughs> you know, you could do better. You could do better. She's uh. the bold one. You know, and just me, I'm listening and I'm trying to listen whether it's, their selfish intentions mm-hmm. you know maybe they don't want to share me right um but <laughs> but I'm open to having those conversations with me asking them yeah I you want your mom to be married would you would you want that you know and they being okay with it yes uh, but on the flip side of that you know they've experienced what it's like to see their dad date And -hmm. having to navigate that. Yes. Whole other conversation. That is a (laughs) whole
1: nother conversation. It It
0: really is. That's a whole nother broadcast. (laughs) Co
1: parenting
0: and when the the other parent dates and your children
1: Oh my God. I can tell you some stories. (laughs)
0: Look, I might have to get you back on. For sure. For sure. We're going to go there today. Um, But I just love your story, I think it's so unique. You know, mm-hmm. because... It's very innate. You were grounded mm-hmm. in God. Yeah. So much so. Mm-hmm. Um, and even allowed yourself to feel that you were hearing God. And you were yeah. very sensitive to yeah. knowing that Jeremy... <laughs> Was this guy that he had, you know, that God had for you, and he was sensitive to know that. And I think Mm -hmm. anything that we do outside of God, y'all, I'm a believer, yeah, and I lead with God with everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't think that it would. There's success in it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Definitely. And
0: you know, God being not only our Father, but for single moms, Mm -hmm. the husband. Mm-hmm. And I imagine God, you know, <laughs> being that husband, and then Him kind of stepping aside, yeah, and allowing the man of God that He has for me to come in. That you know? is so good. But He has to approve.
1: He That's has right. to
0: approve. Yes, because I'm His wife, and yeah. I think you know, for us as single parents and single mothers, if we can just stand mm-hmm. in, in that, yeah. And knowing that God covers us, yes, um, as wives, and God is the mm-hmm. father to our children. Mm-hmm. Believe me, even during the moments, those hard moments, mm-hmm. I stand on that. Yeah. Um, and knowing that, okay, if I I do desire to be married, God, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to let you, yeah, you know, you're going to introduce me, That's and it. then you'll shift, and you'll be in now a more covering role, and allow the husband to come in. That's it. Um, I think if we rest in that, there's peace, you know, mm-hmm. in our journey of single parenthood. Yeah. So I know that we're almost coming to the top of the hour, but I mm-hmm. want you to, um, you know, I hate to use the word advice, but I guess it's probably the best word, yeah. um, or what you would say to a single mother mm-hmm. that is, um, wanting to be married, um, and, mm-hmm and going through the dating process or or not even sure about the dating process, Mm -hmm. what would you say to her?
1: So there's a scripture that I always rely on, and that is Psalms 27 and 14. And it says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And, you know, he will give you the desires of your heart. And so I just encourage you know, the single mothers out there to just wait, there is a blessing. And I know that sounds cliche-ish, but it is absolutely true that there is a blessing when you wait on the Lord because he wants what's best for you, you know? And again, and just reiterating that, sometimes even our dreams and our desires, you know, aren't God's best. And so allowing God to actually weigh in you know, during the process of waiting, you know, um, on the Lord, um, because he wants, you know, what's best for you. He, if, and if you're, you know, you have children, we're talking about single moms here, you know, he also wants, you know, what's best, you know, for your children. And I always say that I would rather be, you know, alone, you know, with God and with my children than being, you know, with someone, you know, who is not for me, you know, I would rather be alone with God, you know, and wait for, you know, his best, especially from, you know, the experiences that we learn. And, you know, just also, you know, not to be in a rush, you know, just enjoy the preparation time, you know, that God has for you. Your preparation time may not in our process. And you know, our processes are not the same. And also, I want to encourage, you know, you to, you know, not look at anybody else's story. It's okay to draw inspiration. It's okay to draw advice from other people's story. But sometimes when we look at, oh, my gosh, well, she got married, you know, right after she got divorced or, you know, this, 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 and that you know, sometimes we can get off focus, you know, from what God has for us. So just continuing to keep your focus, continuing to just prepare and let God continue to, you know, heal and weed out, you know, and, you know, deliver you, you know, from the things, you know, that, you know, needs to be drawn out or pulled out of you so that you can, you know, be ready You know, when your husband comes. And the thing is, is that it's, we will never come to a place of perfection until Jesus Christ comes back. So, you know, just, just knowing that when you do meet that person, that he's not going to be perfect, you're not going to be perfect, you know, but, you know, you know, in God bringing you together, you will be perfect, you know, for each other. Me and my husband are not perfect, but we are perfect, you know, for each other. So that's just some advice that I would, you know, give to a single mother, you know, who is, you know, waiting. And also, please listen to red flags. Your spirit and your heart will tell you when somebody and something is not right for you. And a lot of times we do feel so lonely that we kind of chuck off, you know, our intuition. Uh, We as women have a natural born intuition, you know, that will say when something is not right. You know, but it also says when something, or yeah, when something's not right, but it also will speak and say that something is right. And so um, that's just some advice that I would give. Those are some of the things that I've clinged to.
0: That's so good. Um, I agree with everything that you said. And I just love your story. And and I know, I know um, that I'm going to have to bring you back on. I would love to. You know, the process of going through divorce Mm -hmm. and even the co parenting (laughs) dynamic. It it needs to be, we need to talk about that. And this is the reason why, and I'm always saying this, and I always continue to say this the reason why I have this podcast is because there's certain things Mm -hmm. when it comes to being a single parent and Mm -hmm. the journey and things that we experience mm-hmm. sometimes we don't share our stories that's and, true and um, there's people out there that need to hear your story yeah um for sure you know because they need to know that there's hope yeah. If they're um single and they're desiring to be married yes um or getting ready to come out of a, a, a marriage that wasn't working for them and mm-hmm. not thinking that they're worthy enough of being yeah. in another relationship a god-ordained relationship they need yeah. to hear your story to know that that's you right. Know, um, and also, you, just your journey, mm-hmm. um, that there's no shame. There's no shame. You know, um, that's what I was getting ready um, to say. A single yeah. single parent from mm-hmm. high school, right. Yeah. Um, from divorce, there's no shame. hmm And even you sharing, uh, you know, the fact that you had an abortion and being honest with your husband about that. Yes. Um, God's the grace of God covers, you know what I mean? And there's yes. forgiveness in that. And I think yeah. sometimes we hold on. Um, to things that make us shameful, you know. That's so and it, true. And it binds
1: us. Yeah, um, and he he really yeah, played a major part. Well. I'm sorry. Um, he really played yeah. a major part in my healing when it came to mm-hmm. my abortion. He played a major part. You know, he was the one that, to tell mm-hmm. me. You know that. You know it was okay, and you know. Regardless of what, regardless of your past, you know, I still love you and Jesus still loves you. You know, he was the one to tell me that. Nobody else told me that. And so he was the one to really just help bring healing in that area. And that's what is so awesome about, you know, having a marriage, having a godly marriage, being equally yoked, you know, is that your husband will cover you and, you know, your spouse can bring healing to you know areas where nobody else could
0: having a husband that covers you mhm in all of those places you know and, and and being in that trusted relationship to where you could mm-hmm. um be vulnerable yes and be open mm-hmm. and they see everything about you and still yes. love you yes and and that's mm-hmm. you know And I love the fact that God created marriage and, um, (laughs) the honor that goes with it. Yes. Um, I don't know who I was speaking to the other day, but just me having an epiphany Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of how God ordained marriage and Mm -hmm. really how we should honor it. You know, me as a single person, (laughs) how I honor marriage because Mm -hmm. I don't think if I had a a broader picture, Mm -hmm. um, or the depth of what I've been exposed to as far as the reason behind it, yeah, um, the covenant of it, mm-hmm. that I would be ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For marriage. I feel like that was like a missing puzzle. It's not just for me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I honor it even yeah. as a single person. Amen. Um, That's high good. regard, you know, for for the institution of it, and not just yeah. what society has displayed, yeah. but what God has instituted. So, I love that. So I love that, and I love that. You know, you have that coverage of your husband to mm-hmm. be there with you. You know, yeah. Um, gosh, so so many things to talk about. When I'm I know it, on. <laughs> to talk about blended families. Yeah, I'm not there just yet. Okay, not yet. <laughs> um, you will be. But you know, just the <laughs> aspect of trying to to. Yeah, well,
1: yeah,
0: look. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just the blending of, um, you know, if you're marrying somebody who has children and just the whole, yeah. even if that person doesn't have children in your case, yeah. of how all that comes together. And yeah. then, you know, making sure, you know, the person that you were married to, how does that work? Yeah. So, um, Onisha, I have to bring you back on, for sure. Definitely, because sure that, that's that's a whole
1: nother whole um, other level.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. And and we have to pull back these layers. We
1: yes, we to. do.
0: Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know anybody else who's having these conversations. Maybe other people are, but I feel like it's just necessary just to open up that box, even if you want to call it a Pandora's box, but let's open it up. Love it. Because there's going to be freedom in that. Freedom Amen. For a lot of
1: people. Yes, So definitely. with that
0: being said, I want to um, give an opportunity to let people know how to reach you. Because I know there's going to be some women out there, single moms out there that are probably going to want to send you a message, want to reach out to you. So if you want to share, um, yeah, how definitely. can they get
1: in contact with you? Um, so, you know, there's always social media, of course. So you can reach me on Facebook under my name, Gold Goldsmith. O-N-I-S-H-A, Goldsmith. Um, and I will screen you because, <laughs> you know, we get so many Facebook requests. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's one way you can get in touch with me through Facebook. Also on um, on Instagram. Um, you can also reach, reach me through email under Onisha Goldsmith nine, seven, three at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, those are some of the ways you can definitely get in touch with me. I love to connect with other women. Um, you know, I do mentoring. Um, and so I'm just, you know, I'm just a woman that loves to help other women, you know, see their purpose and, you know, push them into their purpose and their destiny and again, see them for their value and, um, and their worth. Yeah. I
0: love it. I love mm-hmm. it. So thank you so much. Um, yes, definitely mm-hmm. connect with Anisha. Please connect with her. She's amazing. I follow her on Facebook and she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's just refreshing. Um, oh, let God. me say that you're refreshing and bold. Um, in in what you speak and what you say. And I think people need to hear that. So I'm not going to give it all away. Just follow her. (laughs) But if you have found value in this conversation with Onisha, with myself, Mm -hmm. um, I invite you to subscribe to Candidly Single Mom. Um, You can follow me on any of the popular podcast platforms. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you want to follow me, you can find me on all of the social media platforms at Janine Elizabeth. I do have a uh, Facebook group, Single Parent Strong. That is a virtual community where we come together. um, We actually meet um, through Zoom once a month to have conversations like this. Mm -hmm. And also just to uplift and encourage each other. So please, um, if you feel like you need to be a part of a community, single mom, single dad, you're invited as well, join Single Parent Strong. Um, and with that being said, thank you all again for just sticking with us, staying on, listening to this conversation, which was much needed. Thank you, Onisha. I appreciate you so much. Thank and, you. And um, we will connect again.
1: All you right. all take
0: care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.